and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. We continue our time in Hebrews or our study in Hebrews. And at this time, um, you would remember, they are in intense persecution the Jewish people have been going through, the Christians at that time were going through intense persecution. Actually, some were already considering returning to Judaism. And I don't know if some of you may have felt that, like, Lord, what is this faith about? I am going through a lot of persecution. Or, you know, maybe you've been discouraged or frustrated, or maybe you've been let down, you know, and some people um, felt that. And we know People have felt that. And in the previous verses that we see here, we look at how the author of Hebrews made a distinction between Mount Sinai, where the law of God was received, and Mount Zion, where the benefits of the gospel are received. The law and the gospel, right? And so he argued that if we try to make ourselves right through the law, through you know Mount Sinai, then we all die because we're all sinners. But if we receive the gospel, we will be received into the kingdom of Mount Zion, the kingdom of God, through Jesus' life of perfectly keeping the law of God. Remember, he said he did not abolish the law or he did not you know, try to abolish the law. He actually fulfilled it. Death, okay, Jesus' death in which he paid our debt of sin. And then after that, because of that, he rose from the dead and won over death. And so he ends this chapter by drawing conclusions. I'll give you four, right? There's a lot more, but let me give you four. Number one, it is faith, fatal to refuse God. It is fatal to refuse God. Verse 25, the Bible says, See that you do not refuse Him who is speaking. Him meaning God. For if they, the Christians then and the Jewish people, did not escape uh, when they refused Him who warned them on earth, okay, much less... Uh, will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven? You see, the author of Hebrews is referring back to the distinction he just drew. We talked about that. God spoke from the law in Sinai, which is from earth, right? And when the people disobeyed and made a golden calf to worship, if you remember that, they, Moses was on, on, the, on, on top of the mountain, they did not escape the wrath of God. There were consequences to their action. There were consequences to their rebellion. And I want to stop here and say this as well. There are consequences to our refusal of God. If we don't listen, when we don't take heed, there are repercussions to our actions. God is God and He will draw the line. Now, God is a God of justice, yes. And He's a God of grace, yes. Both are yeses, which brings us to a possible dilemma. If God is a God of love who does not want to punish us, but at the same time, He's a God who is just, who must punish sin, where does that leave us? And that's when God's glorious gospel solution comes in, right? We owed a debt we couldn't pay, but Jesus paid the debt He did not owe. And so a refusal to listen to God through the law, that, that time was fatal. And so now God offers a solution through His Son that justice has been served. 
wrath of God fall on him instead of on us. He paid the penalty and uh, and 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 was placed on him the 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 penalty right and the the sacrifice he gave. So now you and I have that opportunity to have a clean slate. So the refusal is fatal. Now, I know we've memorized John chapter 3, verse 16. God so loved the world, He gave His one and only Son. Whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. But if you forward to verse 18, not many remember this or even have memorized this. Verse 18 says, whoever believes in Him is not condemned. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned. They will not have they will not perish. As verse 16 says, they'll have eternal life. But whoever, look at this, whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. A refusal to listen. Refusing God is fatal. Number two, God shakes the earth and the heavens as the gospel kingdom comes. God shakes the earth and the heavens as the gospel kingdom comes. Verse 26. At that time, his voice shook the earth. But now he promised, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. 27, this phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of the things that are shaken, that is things that have been made in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Now, you, you and I have to note that this quote actually came, came from Haggai chapter 2. Let me read. Yet now be strong, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord, Be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Be strong, all of you people on the land or of the land, declares the Lord. For I work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts, according to the covenant that I made with you when you came out of Egypt. My spirit remains in your midst. Fear not, for thus is the Lord of hosts. Yet once more, in a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all the nations so that the treasure of all nations shall come in. Referring to Jesus, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. And see, Haggai was preaching after, shortly after 835 BC, speaking to the people uh, who came back from the captivity in Babylon, and they've come back to Jerusalem to rebuild, right? To rebuild the, set, uh, the, the, the temple. Uh, it was not quite like the temple of Solomon, but they were back to rebuild. Now through Haggai, God told governor Zerubbabel and the high priest Joshua to not despair the day of small beginnings, the day of small things. That they should not despair even if it doesn't look like Solomon's temple or the grandeur, the grand, how grandiose it was, right? And so... But there is going to be a greater glory that was to come. Where was the greater glory to be found? You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul said something like this. Verse 19 to 20 of chapter 6. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You're not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. And so here we see. The greater glory is found in the church. The greater glory is found in the people of God. The church is not the institution or the building. The church is the people of God, the body, not the building. And so there is, he says, there's going to be a shaking. And there is a shaking that's going on in the earth today. Believe it or not, receive it or not, acknowledge it or not. Governments are faltering. 
Economies are crashing. Family relationships are being tested. Even after post-elections, right? Friendships are being strained. Some actually being severed. Even the church is being shaken. And then God's word says, and again, let me repeat, God will shake the heavens and the earth in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. These are volatile times. Question, will you remain? Will you hold on? Will you continue? Will you stay? Jude 1.24 uh, says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, be glory, majesty, dominion forever and ever. Amen. Third, third thing he says here, we ought to respond to God with gratefulness. Verse 28, let us therefore be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus let us offer to God an acceptable worship with our reverence and awe, for God is a consuming fire. Now, one of the basic results of the fall in our sin nature is that we have not been very thankful. Paul says in Romans, for although they knew God, they did not honor God, okay, honor Him as God or give thanks to Him. But they, were, they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened, Romans 1.21. And that's become the, the cause and the result of the fall. We have not been very grateful. And you see, if you think about it, we've been saved through the work of God. We have been, we've, been, we've received a kingdom that will never be shaken. Thanks be to God that we've been saved. How can we be anything less than thankful? We who have been taken out of the kingdom of darkness, saved from the wrath of God, made right with God, now has a family, a spiritual family, co-heirs of the kingdom, and we will have joy forevermore. How can we not think of Him and think and thank Him today? After this morning worship and prayer, I want to encourage you. Think of five things you can thank God for and write them down. And then finally, we'll end with this one. We ought to worship or we ought to offer God acceptable worship. Verse 28, we'll finish with this one. Therefore, let us be grateful for a kingdom or receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. We are all first and foremost to worship God in reverence and awe, recognizing Him First, for who He is. Yes, for what He has done. But first and foremost, for who He is. Who is He? He's God. He's Lord. He is maker of heaven and earth. Understanding who we are and who we are now. And by His will, for His joy and sovereign pleasure. The, the Westminster Catechism says we are to enjoy God. Or to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. That's our first call. Is to glorify God. Our thanksgiving for who God is and what He has done should lead us to worship and to declare who God is. And we ought to humbly come before Him. That though He is our Father, He is also a holy God whom, who shakes heaven and earth. And that's why acceptable worship is with reverence and with awe. It is with reverence. And all. He's a consuming fire. He's Lord of heaven and earth. He is God and we're not. Let me summarize as we end. It is faith, fatal to refuse God. God shakes 
the earth and the heavens as the kingdom comes. There is a shaking. And then in the midst of all this, we ought to respond with gratefulness and also to respond with acceptable worship because He is worthy of praise. Amen. Lord, we come and we thank You because, Lord, we have received a kingdom that will never be shaken. Lord, we live in a day and age where everything's being shaken. Relationships, economies, businesses, our workplaces, even familial relationships, Lord, are being shaken. But thank you that, Lord, you are not shaken. Thank you that you uh, and your kingdom, Lord, will not be shaken. Thank you, Father God, that even our salvation, Lord, is never removed or shaken or taken away. Lord, we stand on unshakable ground. You are a king that remains in charge forever and ever and ever. Amen. Amen. We will follow you with everything that we have. We will follow you. Oh, there is no turning back. We will follow you with all our lives. We will sing. We will follow you. We will follow you with everything that we have. We will follow you. Oh, there is no turning back. We will follow you with all our lives. We will sing. We will follow you. Glory everlasting. end today let me pray this over you and i pray that christ will dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may comprehend may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints all the saints what is the breadth and the length the height and the depth and to know the love of christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the the, the fullness of god in the name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.